Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Rawcast. That's right, it's season review time here on the Rawcast. My name's James Price, and here to lead you through this motley crew we've assembled um, to take you back through all the big moments of the season. So let's just get straight into it before we embark on the Odyssey that is reviewing the season. And uh, we've got a crew here today, a real crew, just about everyone that was on the show during the season. So we've got them all in here for the review, So, because what else are you going to do while you're having a lockdown than record a rock podcast, of course? Uh, we do have Mr. Danny Butts. How are you, good sir? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, everyone. Excellent. Mr. Dave Stewart with the sexy, sexy voice. Hey, ladies. How you doing? <laughs> oh, people are only paying about $1.39 per minute for that one, mate. And <laughs> Mr. Rick Evans. How are you, good sir? I'm doing well, Pricey. And Mr. Nate Neal, the green dinosaur himself. How are you? Uh, I'm upset I uh, don't have to bring us uh, donuts today. That's... Uh... <laughs> Yes, yes, we did. We expect them in the mail. Actually, actually, can can we just, since I brought it up, can we just actually address that elephant in the room right now? What happens when... Can I please introduce the last person? Yeah, yeah. Stop taking over hosting duties, Nate. (laughs) And rounding out uh, our motley crew here, Mr. Ben Clark. How are you, good sir? I am absolutely thrilled that that uh, that we're reviewing the season. And it is over. It is over. All right, what do you want to bring up about the donuts and why were you buying them at a 7-Eleven at 2.50 a.m. in the morning, two weeks, two days in a row? <laughs> uh, lost, lost you for a second there. Uh, that was... Uh, right. No, no, I, I, was just, I, was just, I was just curious what was happening with the donuts since we're not actually all in person uh, today. Of course, lockdown, uh, beautiful thing it is. <laughs> Annual FFK Cup review show. Uh, <laughs> donuts to that. Or everyone just chuck uh, their address in the chat. Well, send you a well, soggy Krispy Kreme in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, soggy, yes, soggy Krispy Kreme. That's a. Uh, there's that's a thing called Uber Eats these days, Nate. You, you just you know <laughs> get them sent via Uber Eats to all of us. God, that'd cost a fortune to send you all donuts via Uber Eats. And <laughs> one, one donut each. And if, and, if, and if I was sending them, I'm a tight ass. I don't like delivery fees, so that wouldn't be happening if I was sending them. I don't know about the others, but... Just sit there all day waiting for um, free delivery to appear. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we speak, lockdown's over for you guys anyway in 25 minutes, so, you know, just start working out the route that you're going to go while we're on the record, Nate, and you'll be right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure if lockdown should be over, but yes, it is over. It's, uh... If you're on I'm mobile, a... just get your pushy out. <laughs> You don't have to leave the pod. <laughs> and and if, if, if you become an Uber Eats driver, you can actually earn some coin while you're delivering the donut to us. Yeah, you love delivery fees then. Yeah. Go from love hate. Remember how we started this um, Brisbane Raw podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's Uber, Uber Eats podcast now, baby. It's, uh... <laughs> it's very relevant to the times, Dan. Very relevant. Yes, anyway, yes, let's, all right, fine, Dan, we'll talk about Brisbane Raw, jeez, all right, sorry, listeners. Let's get into a bit of season review. I think, um, uh, let's just start with a bit of general uh, general feelings about it. We might get into some of our goals of the season, games of the season, and some of your best and worst moments, things like that, as we sort of roll through it. And towards the end, we'll... um, well, we'll announce, of course, our Player of the Year and Villain of the Year and go through some of our, our fearless predictions from the start of the season. So that will be uh, interesting as well. And there is a tiny bit of news it will cover off as well. So, yeah. All right. Dave, 
What did you think, mate? Redcliffe experience? All of it. Uh, Any well, of it. okay. Well, let's let's start with the Redcliffe experience. Look, the ground itself, perfect. You take that, you plonk it somewhere in the Brisbane CBD, everyone will go nuts for it. I think I said that mm-hmm. at the start of the year. It's a, it's a nice little ground. Location is just shit for... Mm-hmm. For, well, let's say for myself personally, and for a lot of people that have mentioned, you know, the, it's a long way out from Brisbane, really. Um, you know, it's so far north of Brisbane, it's almost not in lockdown. So, it's it's a good it's a good yeah, just the tip. Um, it's a good good venue. The like when you're in there and the crowd's packed and there's a good vibe coming from um, from the den. You know, it's it's great venue to be in. The the, great, uh, the semi-final, the brilliant final, we had great atmosphere, I thought. Um, first game or so of the year, you know, great atmosphere because everyone was pumped. But, um, but, yeah, just thought it was out of the way. Yeah, and then slowly, slowly sort of dawned on us um, <clears> that, yeah, driving out to Redcliffe all the time. And, and probably the bit that I bemoan them, I think what I've been, I agree with everything you said there, it's just sort of... It, when you are heading out there, it's just sort of, there's just nothing there. It's just sort of, you go to the game and that's it. And, you know, Australia doesn't have that great American culture. Well, I mean, can, the, the culture that exists in America of, you know, tailgating or whatever it is, you know. Um, we don't have that sort of atmosphere, which that place could maybe sort of do. Like, it's sort of, you sort of get a bit lost, I feel, just driving out there. All it is is a big leagues club. And, yeah, it's a good stadium, but there ain't much around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, well, anyone else want to add anything more about the Redcliffe? Yeah, look, I just wanted to make the, uh, make the point that I was a bit of an optimist about it at the start of the season. Like, I thought that it was going to be a really, you know, positive thing. Like, obviously there's some people that it just doesn't suit, like anyone on the South side, for example. Um, but I really think that, you know, it was kind of... I don't think that it was as representative an experience as we thought it would be at the start of the season or pre-season because there was just so many midweek games there mm. and games at times when even me as a Northsider couldn't make it. Like, you know, I, for me, it's only, you know, 25 minutes, half an hour. And a lot of the time I couldn't make it just because of the, the timing, like with... with um, daylight savings as well playing into it. You know, you, you had a lot of games that were, you know, kicking off six on a weekday. You know, you know, six or 6.30 on a weekday. Like, that's never going to get anyone even at Suncorp to go. Like, then you factor in the fact that it's an hour, an hour and a half for some people. Like, it's, it's no wonder that, you know, crowds were down um, it, from what I expected them to be. Um, and yeah, I, th- I, I would really be interested, like, obviously we don't really know about next season and the impact that COVID's going to have on that, presumably less than this season. Um, but I would be interested to see a, um, a full season of, you know, stable fixtures there just to kind of get a bit of a better impression. Cause I really just think it's like, you know, it's a, Still to be determined as to how successful the move has been. Midweek games really, really put the strain. I was just going to pop up quickly and say, ironically, as someone who did a lot of driving, carpooling this season, Redcliffe, agree with everything said, carpooled the venue. Order 
if you can get your You're not the worst ground in the world to be playing at, but it does take take its toll. Yeah, so I think you're, you're cutting in about in it now, you mate. You might need yeah. to flip over the connection. Yeah, yeah. It, unfortunately, Nate. Yeah, for for me, you know, by the end of the season, I, I certainly got used to uh, to Nate's driving. Uh, I stopped screaming the entire way, which was which was wonderful. Um, but I, Nate, your connection is terrible. Um, <laughs> but just just looking through the crowd figures. Our first game of the season was our biggest at, at 9-2 in terms of crowds, and then the closest we got was, you know, a, f- a few weeks later at 8-8, eight, 7-8-8. Eight, eight, eight. Um, but everything else was, you know, even our semi was our semi was only 7,700. So um, I, I think it, it kind of it wore thin enough, you know, after a season of, um, of having to, you know, even, even with the, you know, I, I quite enjoyed the, the road trip kind of aspect to it, you know, carpooling. Um, but I think it wore, wore a bit thin towards the end of the season, having to um, to commute all that way, and and particularly uh, for those who went to a midweek games as well. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was just not not really feasible, uh, and I, I think it showed in in some of the uh, you know just the people I know they either didn't go at all, or you know people like me who who were full season ticket members, we switched to just being you know three, five, seven uh, game season ticket members. Yeah, and I think even a lot of people ended the season with games left on their tickets, you know. Um, so and those people will probably, there'll be a bunch of people who will probably kick back again. Um, they'll go back one more tier or just drop it all together next season. And that'll be something for the club to try and fight with and something for the for the membership department to work on. So, look, I think you were right. When it's there, it is the right size stadium for the sort of crowds we're getting. Um, you know, we you know we didn't really crack 10,000, more than 10,000, which is how much the place can hold. So that says that we really... We yeah. just got to be careful we don't fall into the fallacy there, though, right? Like, you've probably mm. got to shave a number off, and whether that's like 10% or whatever, you've got to shave a number of people off those crowds just because it's not Brisbane CBD. Like, what I, what I was worried about when we moved to Redcliffe is that, for want of a better expression, the goalposts on what was expected move. And you're at Suncorp in the thick of it, you, you go, oh, we don't quite have enough to, to fill Suncorp. Yep, get it. But when we move... I wouldn't like to go in and say, oh, we averaged seven, 8,000 this year. See, we can't go back to Suncorp or we shouldn't go back to anywhere bigger because we can only get seven or 8,000, right? You've got to factor in the, the loss of the move. So it's got to be careful there not to write off us as a club that can only attract 7,000 people, you know? I, th- yeah. I think the midweek games, obviously the shifting of games due to COVID obviously didn't help that average. Um, we will look at the average later on in the 6,000s. If we didn't have so many games midweek, maybe, and we didn't have those, you know, that we normally have our weekend games, that's maybe 8,000, 7,000, 8,000, I'd say. Mm-hmm. you probably lose at least one to 2,000 just purely because, as you mentioned beforehand, you've got those midweek games. Uh, well, you probably lose more than that. You probably lose, you know, three or 4,000 people because of those midweek games thanks to COVID shifts. So it, it was a weird season for it. It's probably not the right season to measure it from a crowd number point of view. It probably won't be until, you know, we kind of get back to some sort of normality from a COVID perspective. <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I think it's it's a tough one to kind of assess. Yeah, and look, if you look at the game, they were meant to be a big, you know, Perth Glory on Anzac Day. That would have been a really big crowd that day. They'll probably tracking ticket sales really well for that game. Get shifted to midweek, we get tick under four thousand for it. It probably would have been eight thousand. There's heaps of that example. West United don't draw a crowd at the best of times, but only that was our low point, two thousand one hundred eighty-three. 
it's not great. But yeah, look, Alan, look, it would have been a hell of a lot cheaper. So the club is probably in the season that we had, we wouldn't have gotten great cards at Suncorp either because of everything that happened. So in many ways, financially for the club, it probably was right. And um, yeah, but many other things sort of yeah it can grind on you a little bit. And yeah, we'll see. I think Ben's right. We've just got to give it a full season. Hopefully, have a set schedule and you know way fans can get around a bit more and things like that. And we'll see how it plays out. Let's move on did, a bit. Um, did we turn a profit this season? Oh, who knows, mate? <laughs> who knows? Uh, I think we spent it all on Chris Fong going backwards and forwards between Indonesia and um, <laughs> quarantine. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Queensland's paying for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, we pay for everything else when he's in Australia. Um, yes, yeah, so let's maybe let's move on to more some highlights of what actually happened on the field. So who wants to kick off with their game of the season? Butsy, let's start with you, mate. Do you have a game of the season you want to really... <clears throat> I don't know. I think with so many games in a short, packed schedule, it's hard to almost they seep into one another a little bit. <laughs> Can I give you one? I don't even know if there's. Oh, Dan's one. having a look. Yeah, oh, go for I've it. One. Who's Brisbane really excited? Five, Melbourne victory two. That game against the Vuck. Yes. Like <laughs> fifth round of the season, where we just tore them to shreds in that first half. I had my boy with me with that one. And the number of times the crowd got super loud for each of those early goals, he was just getting settled after the first loud cheer when the second goal went in. Then the third goal went in, he's like, I can't deal with this shit. That's how much the crowd was in, into that sort of um, into that game. Um, Scott McDonald scoring a header at the back stick. What the fuck? It's, <laughs> you know, it's... um, And it was, what was it, like 4-2 at half time. It was a game just stacked with goals. So... For me, it was just one of the best games of the year from a Brisbane perspective. And, you know, I know the VAC was shit, but we were able to put a shit side away, and that's just enjoyable. Yeah, that was before everyone knew they were shit. So, you know, there's still expectations on them to that's get it. up and out for beating them and uh, things like that. So, yeah, Rick, do you reckon that was your best game this season as well? Yeah, it, it, it was my, my best game of the season. Uh, yeah, I was there as well. It was just insane, us banging goals away. Um, it. For me, it probably actually was our high point of the season. Um, our season for me, in terms of you know going going through it, was a bit of a roller coaster. It was kind of that. That was really the high point. Then all of a sudden, we just went into a a bit of a ditch um, for the, for the you know the, fo- the following few games, and then we kind of came back up a bit, and then we went down again, and and you know it, it all kind of culminated in, in the semi final where you know we. Uh, just you know, we, we had our moments, but we just couldn't put it away. And um, and yeah, mm. for, for me, it just typified our season. It was it was up and down. Yeah, I remember that we played Macarthur on the. It was our first midweek game of the season. We played Macarthur three days after, and we pretty much rolled out the same team that uh, smashed Melbourne victory. Macarthur changed six players around and just sat back, sat back, just a, you know, and then got us late in the counter twice. And it was like it was just a classic. And you're like, oh, we've just been absolutely played like a fiddle by Macarthur there. Um, you know, just sort of one of those moments where Moon decided to stick when he maybe should have twisted with the lineups, And you know, it was probably one of those things that he got better at as maybe the season went on. He, you know, he, as we've got into that patch where we're busy later in the season, he, he did, you know, start to tweak around a couple of players here and there. Sometimes it worked, other times it didn't. Um, the most egregious example of that probably being the game where he took off Joey C against Melbourne City um, away, where he was just tearing them a new one and was like our, clearly our most attacking threat. But I was like, no, his minutes that he's allowed to play is I was like, shit, man, don't. <laughs> He's ripping apart this game, freaking leave him on, you know? So, like, that, 
I, you know, and that was one of those things where those sort of tweaks happened. And yeah, game of season, that one, probably that run of three away games where we had in New South Wales for me, uh, where we where we had a couple of away wins after sort of we came back after, you know, not playing for ages and, and then went and beat them away. That was really good. And obviously it culminated with the Central Coast Mariners win. So Mariners were still pretty good and flying high at that stage. And we absolutely belted them that night. So, and, and even some of the goals the week before against Wanderers and MacArthur, like it was just a sort of a really good... Obviously, it was a good patch, and you look at the green, but that was just a really good patch of play, and yeah, it got sort of culminated with that Central Coast Mariners game. If you wanted to chuck up another one from the Melbourne victory, but I agree with you guys, yeah, the, the atmosphere was electric. Everyone gets, you know, there's still plenty of people turn up. The crowd gets up for Melbourne victory, coming up here, back into it, and yeah, we rolled in that day. So, any others for maybe best game of the season anyone wants to chuck in Absolutely. there? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Central Coast Mariners 0, Brisbane Rule 4. I don't think that that was anywhere near our best performance, but that was absolutely emblematic of our season is that when we were good, we were like, you know, when, when things went for us, we just could beat anyone. Um, most of the time that wasn't the case, but really that was another high point I think is, uh, is, is, you know, keeping that lovely record down there intact and, yeah, just uh, yeah, nice bulky away win for about the you know ten people, uh, ten raw fans that could actually see it in person. Yeah, in the away bay there. If we flip that around for probably you know if we're looking, um, yeah, was there any what's probably our down points of the season? Um, then like where did it really sort of start to sink in where it just wasn't happening for us or things like that? So. Um, what do you guys know. reckon of the... So we had that eight-game streak where we didn't win, mm. I think. Um, just watching that play out live, I mean, it was literally over, like, four weeks, and he ended up stretching to five or six weeks the total run, but that kind of crept up on me that that was happening. Maybe it was just fixture congestion, but, you know, we were just sort of... We had of a good run prior to that. There were a lot of yeah. draws in we that. There was only three bad. losses. Yeah, it was two months. it was two months where we didn't win. There was a lot of draws, but there was a lot of, yeah, nil all, like the draws and nil alls, like we just weren't scoring as well. Like that was probably the main part about it. We like, our defense held up well all season. Like it was certainly our sort of best strong part of our team. And it's just, we got the attack when the attack wasn't going, we were just in trouble. And yeah, it was just sort of, we just never looked like it, never looked likely. We I remember down, but... like waking up at the end of March and we're celebrating an 86th minute goal from Mabratu to draw us with <laughs> Wellington. And we're like <laughs> celebrating that we didn't, and you're like, "Yay, we didn't lose!" It's like, "Wow, we really are I've been on a bit of Excuse a hiding me. lately." Speaking <laughs> of games of the season, <laughs> I was I saw Mabrati score in person. Thank you very much. And they made a mad dash not to get flooded in Newcastle. Did you capture it in photo? It might be worth something one day. Still <laughs> <laughs> so <it> as an <laughs> NFT. <laughs> ev- ev- no, no, sadly, evidence, not. Sadly evidence, not. or it didn't happen. Evidence, or it didn't yeah, happen. I, yeah, that was probably the worst. Some of those moments there, we got belted over and by Perth over there. Um, yeah, I mean at least the draw against that. Yeah, Western United, we weren't much chopping that game against them. And Dylan Pereira's got away, I think, from memory. I don't think we created much in that one. So yeah, it's that was yeah, it was down. It was so weird because yeah, it was just over such a long period. Like it was, it was only eight games, but it was over two months because we just we kept having games cancelled and pulled out of the schedule and. Yeah, it was that time where we were sort of only playing once a week and just got no continuality in the team and, and didn't work for us. But any other low points we want to chuck in there? Look, 
Oh, yeah, I was, obviously that eight game run. That eight game run was pretty ordinary. Um, for, personally, that that Wellington game in Newcastle was probably a low point, purely because of the conditions, um, <laughs> and and the post game rush to. Let me give you guys a bit of a quick story. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not previously, but I'll mention it now. We did meet a Wellington fan um, at the pub, a couple of us, and he came up to us and said, hey, how are you guys going? You guys going to see the game? Yeah, 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 cool. He turns out he was in a corporate box of some description. So we um, we had a good chat with him anyway. We were friendly enough with him, then he went off and joined his other mates. Afterwards, we all go, we're on a massive rush because we're finding out that Newcastle Airport's closed. We see him just as we're leaving the stadium. And in a really unsubtle hint to try and give us a lift to Sydney, the motherfucker walked away from us. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fuck that guy. I hate him. That was the low point. And he can get in the bin. I'm glad you finally found someone to hate from Wellington Phoenix. Um, it's a good effort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's corporate box wanker. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Nate? Yeah, I know. Nate, you got anything, anything you want to add to worst or low high points of the season? Uh, insert cut break here. Can you yes, hear me? Okay. <laughs> I think it'd be a no. No. Yeah. All right, Benny boy, you got anything you want to surround us off on with that stuff? Yeah. Look, the uh, the home draw with New, the home draw with Newcastle Jets was one of those ones where I was like, yeah, no, this is not. This season isn't happening. Um, this, right, this, there was a propo- there was a proposal at halftime. How's that a low point? Uh, because it was a shit game and. Because yeah, no, it was just bad. Um, well, so, I sorry, love that. Sorry, sorry, I got up on the balcony with Dan. Dan and I enjoyed lots and lots of food. Uh, enjoyed a lovely view, and uh, yeah, that game was great. That was, from, um, Tegan. That was uh, thanks to Tegan, wasn't it? That one. It was. It was indeed. Yes. Try again, Nate. Try again. Insert cut break here, Nate. Second, can you hear me? Nope. Oh, we're trying, we're trying. I don't know if the Green Dinosaur is going to need a reboot, I think. Uh, get that photocopy of Tone Waste Cartridge emptied yeah. out. Um, Check that yeah. cattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's, well, that was that Newcastle one was just, I don't know. We never beat Newcastle at home. So I went in with no expectations. My expectations were met. <laughs> we had we had a goal called off for VAR or something, I didn't, like offside yeah. or some shit. Yeah. I remember there was something that was, that was knocked it, back because we put the ball it, in the back of the net. It, it was one of those games, though, where I was just like, yeah, no, this season is just going to be fucked. Like, mm. you know, it, it, it's it, it's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, no, th- this is kind of just how the season's going to go. And turns out that was absolutely true. Wasn't the, um, the nil all draw late in the season against Central Coast Mariners, was that it? Oh, no, the post was hit twice, I think, in that one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was, I'm trying to remember which game it was. It was a game where it just, like, nothing happened and it's like... Well, obviously, I clearly remember from my memory banks because I cannot remember which game it was. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that'll that'll about wrap us up on those. Well, how about let's let's pick out some goals of the season or what? Who we gone through? There was there's a good twenty six of them. So I know I know Dave, you're across us. How about you lead us off? What was your goal of the season? Uh, well, there was a couple of really good ones. Um, Parsons um, put one in against Melbourne City after they won the league, obviously. But the um, in that uh, in that three 0 win. The, just the angle of it was incredible, but um, oh, for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. but for me, it, it comes down to uh, one of two. Um, the Danzaki goal against Western Sydney, where that ball from Champness across the face of goal was just a fucking bullet, and it it, it was just beautiful to watch. Um, or that Scott McDonald goal against the victory in that five-two win, 
um, from outside the box, not the header, the one, the first one he scored. The way he hit that and the way it just laser guided into the top. I was in the, a, a great spot to watch where that ball was rolling, and it was, yeah, it was a it was a cracking goal, absolutely cracking goal. So I'd probably say the Scott McDonald one in that five two win, although there's a couple of really good ones in there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably add in. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Ricky scoring against MacArthur, where we had a massive pass move, and it just ended up with him right at like the back stick or something. He he was the one that got the final push toe on it, but there was a great pass and move sort of method um, for him coming late into the box to uh, to score at that one. That one probably stood out to me. Although I agree exactly with the couple that you did mention. Rick, you got any goals that stick out in your mind? Uh, I'd say the yeah, Scott McDonald one sticks out for me. Just yeah, you know, absolute bullet. You know, on the volley, uh, top top bins. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to beat from an individual goal perspective. But yeah, I I acknowledge kind of from a team perspective that that one that um, you know I, I can't actually remember which game it was either. Um, where we strung together kind of. Is that the last goal, minute one passes. against Western United? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> no, the last <laughs> minute one against Western United was yeah. um, Ricky. At the, I yeah. thought that was the one Price who was talking about at the back stick, but I could be. Getting mixed up. There. Yeah. Another one where but, there was um, a, he started one, to move, to move. Brindle South crossed it in. He tapped it off. I don't know. One, 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 one thing I will mention, and I'm, I'm just having a bit of a watch of it again, is um, you know, somebody has put together a, a best of the 2020-2021 A-League goals for the season. Um, and and the the you know the top 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 uh, coverage uh, you know in terms of best goal of the season was definitely Merz's goal. Um, where the footage cut out <laughs> just as he was you know, getting the ball and we didn't see the goal actually get scored. Um, they've included that as one of the goals of the season. I, I think from an A-League perspective, that, that wins hands down. Um. So good at broke the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's such a good chance, that one. I, mean, I know it's still A-League memes, like the pinned tweet on their page. <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, it just played into an absolute team. Can I throw um, another goal into the mix? Um, O'Shea against the Jets with that long-range effort. Um yeah, one of the, one of the few he kept out of the pokey room. Um, yeah, that was great. yeah, he doesn't score that many. Maybe yeah. if he came as an attacking mid with a goal scoring record, but when he hits them like that, that that's pretty top draw too. Yeah, I think because at least two of the four of his goals are penalties. Yeah, it's uh, that was one of the few he did get in. Um, but at least probably for drama at the stadium, uh, the Dan Zaki late winner. Uh, yeah, that was Dean's. Um, that's and- the moment I'm going to remember where they all piled in. Like it was so significant. I think for. Mm. Riku and feeling part of the team and also the culture of the team because we didn't know how it was going to come together under Moon and by that stage we'd had wins, we had losses, we'd gone on that bad run and at that point it was like this team is together and they want to play together and they want to enjoy their football, it was great. Yeah, I mean, you need to be unfortunate if you missed it on a phone call if you're at the stadium as well. Um... For, me, for me it was the, uh, you know, Joey C pass to, uh, you know, to Denzaki, like it just doesn't get any better than that. Like more for the assist than the goal, but um, yeah, just just a absolute peach. I reckon Scott McDonald might have won goal of the year if he hadn't left. My gut instinct, because he left, people probably forgot about that goal a bit, happening so early in the season. But they're oh, they're two great shouts, I think. Any more Yoshiba? Are you back with us? Did you want to add on anything? Insert Yoshiba cut three. Can you hear me? Turn your um, microphone on, mate. Still don't have, still don't have him. It's uh, oh, we'll give that good photo. We'll give that photo a good reboot later. Uh, 
what else are we got to talk about? Um, yeah, I guess the, yeah, any more moments you really want to talk about from the season? Um, otherwise, we might get into a bit of our who our player of the season was and our villain of the season. And once, twice, no, excellent. Well, we did finish the season. I guess we officially finished in fifth, I think, um, after we sort of lost week one of the finals. So it depends which we want. What do we finish? We finished fourth on the ladder. Finished fourth. That's where we finished. Yeah, we just happened to go out in the first round. It yeah. is what it is. Some some things will flick that around if you need to, but yeah, not that. Um, Dave, our ACL qualifying campaign that one went really well. Actually, that was. Um, I think we really represented ourselves well. Um, didn't lose. <laughs> we didn't lose. We're undefeated in ACL, baby. Undefeated. The numbers didn't fall off our backs. That's that is a win. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. So um, of course we pulled out of uh, all three Australian teams pulled out of participating. Ironically, when because we lost that final, we actually probably could have jetted off and played that game. But I think the Australian teams decided to have a united front of yeah. And if we'd gone, that might have ruined that united front. So. Yeah. All right, Dave, over to you, mate. You've the one been tying up the votes. We've all put in our three, two, ones for who we think our player of the season was here on the broadcast. Let's we'll start with the villain. villain. Let's start with the villain of the season. Yeah, because we'll, we'll build up to the, yeah, to the up. prestigious yeah. award. Um, now, I just want to give you a bit of a bit of a recap of past villains of the season. We this is our fifth year of the broadcast awards, so this is a a, a good little count of number of people here. Of course who can forget who can forget Jacob Pepper clean sweeping all the votes in the in 2016, 2017. Uh, Fahid Ben Kalfala, <clears throat> Daniel Bowles, Roy Donovan from last year of course. Now this year uh, in equal third place uh, with three votes uh, in total we have Asado Kudo and Patrick Flotman. So, <laughs> congratulations to both of them for being third place in the Villain of the Year. Second right, place. Before, before we get on to second place, before we get on yes. to second place, I, I, I have to say, I, I voted for Flotman purely just because he moved to Sydney. Yes, I, I gave him... Uh, did I give him points? I think I did give him points. Yeah, you did. Purely because he's from Sydney. So, yeah. he, he played for us for four weeks. Like got match appearance fee for every game. Like no, he played four games in two weeks. Yes, <laughs> yes which is why I gave him two points because he <laughs> stole money from us. Um, Fuck Sydney. That's right. <laughs> and he's been, released, he's been released by Sydney as well after that. Good. <laughs> Good. Maybe he could be their villain of the year too. Fuck yeah, maybe. Um, be that'd be an award unto itself, wouldn't it? Yeah, villain of two clubs in one season. Yeah, it would. <laughs> we'll get on to Sparkle's goose. He gets given it because he played more games for Brisbane than he did for Sydney. Um, <laughs> second place in the villain of the year goes to Scott McDonald for upping sticks and fucking off to play for a team that did not even make finals. Um, he, he got seven once. votes. He played once he got, and then didn't even make the... He got, a, he got a couple of appearances, but he scored one goal and then he did nothing. So, um, oh, well, at least he got on up to sports. You know. it's, it's he did. He went like these where we did this blind voting, and I'm so glad that so many of us were on the same page. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the right crowd here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to feel quite vindicated about the final winner, though, <laughs> I, with a clean course. sweep of everyone's hey, three hey, points. Hey. Goal Goal Mabrado is this year's broadcast villain of the year. So he joins illustrious illustrious grouping of Jacob Pepper as being the only one to clean sweep that award. Um, well done, Goal Goal. Well done. That's, uh, now let's move on. Let's move on to the player of the year. Now this one had a bit of a wider spread, but we have a clear second 
first, second, and third in third place um, with five votes. The young Alex Parsons comes in as third player. Well done, Alex. Second place with six votes. A former... Oh, actually, I should probably go through the former winners, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's do that. So, of course, we had Thomas Christensen in 2016-17. Jamie Young is a two-time winner uh, in 2017-18 and 19-20. Dylan Wenzel-Halls splitting the difference there in 18-19. Second place is the former two-time winner in Jamie Young with six votes. Hey. So he's um, he's actually figured in the voting four out of the five years. He's either come first, second, or third. Um, really, in... just unlucky that year Christensen won it because he got it for the goalkeeping plaudits that season. So that's it. That's <laughs> right. Um, but finally, the winner of the 2020-2021 Rawcast Player of the Year with 17 votes, only not getting a clean sweep because Pricey voted him two points instead of three. Oh, Pricey is Riku Danzaki. Well done, Riku. <laughs> come back to Brisbane. <laughs> come back. Baby, come back. Well, look, you know, I, I'll back my, I went for Jamie Young for my three because uh, he's just amazing and he, he earned us so many points still during the season, like some of those draws with the great saves and things like that. So, yeah, I think he saved more points for us than maybe Riku Wainas, if that makes sense. So that's sort of why I edged that way. But it was a toss-up between the two of you, so I could have gone the other way. And I, just, I just realised Dan actually gave us some comments for his Villain of the Year, and I'd like to share with you <laughs> the Golgol Mabrado comment. <laughs> Golgo Mabrado, three points. He actively made us worse. He was so far from alien quality that I don't know if Moon ever watched him play before signing. We'd have gotten more if we called Usain Bolt out of retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cheap Usain Bolt. This was about, I think when Dave asked us to submit this, we just got told we were going into lockdown for three days. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a perfect comment for him. That's why I wanted to include it. But yes, congratulations to all of our winners for Player of the Year and Villain of the Year. Um, we hope we never see the villains again. We hope we see the players every single time that they take the pitch. Yeah. Good news, Golgo has been released. So uh, he is no longer a Brisbane Royal player, at least for the moment. So yes, uh, well done to Joey, uh, to Riku Danzaki there. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of news as well. Um, actually, I don't have in, we don't have in here who's left and who's um, gone since the uh, end of the season. I don't know if you want to quickly have a look while we talk some of these other things. Uh, so Jamie Young was actually Opta's, uh, Opta, the stats company's player of the season for the whole league. Not just for Brisbane Raw. He was player of the season for the whole league uh, and made the team, which just makes it even funny that he was not in apparently in the top three goalkeepers for the A-League awards uh, or anything like that. So, um, yeah, he was um, his save rate was fantastic. He was top of the list for saves for the season. And his distribution apparently is he's skyrocketed right up the league for distribution. So, um, yeah, it's crazy to think about that. That's what we used to rip on him, but he was apparently great this season. And when we signed Crokem to replace him, almost <laughs> purely based on distribution concerns. And wow. Yeah, exactly, are. exactly. So, yeah, um, see how yeah. they're going now. Actually, you know what? Well, sorry, before we maybe compare, move on, compare the pair. <laughs> probably one thing we didn't actually maybe review a bit there was Warren Moon uh, as sort of coach. Um, it's probably ones. I guess. I mean, we're sort of summing up how his season went, but yeah, maybe directly on how Warren Moon went in his first full season. I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts on that that they want to partake in. I think it's a good starting point, and I think it's something that he can build from. He certainly got some good, solid building blocks. You, you mentioned about players that are left. I'll touch on those now if you like. But we've certainly got a lot of um, a lot to be able to build from, and and um, he's still got a lot of work to do as well. But I, I, I think it's probably a good starting point. 
I think um, we touched on it earlier as well. Probably the best thing we can ask for from Moon is that he learnt throughout the season. Uh, we mentioned he made some some strange changes and you know, some of the like keeping players in and, and not handling the rotation of fitness and stuff a little bit. Um, some of the signings were a bit touchy on as we've just gone through villains, etc. So I think we see Moon learning. By the end of the season, he was giving the youngsters a go. Like you can spot talent, and so I think he, you know, we can take away that we can hopefully he'll get better and he'll keep learning and he'll improve on this season as a manager. Yeah, I think that was probably one of the certainly the highlights was the youth that started to come into the team towards the end of the season and highlighted there by Alex Parsons getting third in our votes. I think like we love who doesn't love a good young player coming through and and taking the league on. You know, that's um, that's bread and butter for any fans or any football fans I think around the world. Um, apart from maybe those that support the the big six, big six clubs in you know in Europe, um, or big nine, ten, however you want to put in that top category, um, yeah, that just hoover up any time. But even then, you know, they they always appreciate a young local boy coming in the team and doing well as well. I think so. I might be just um, being a bit mean there to some of those clubs, but yeah, that's that's always a highlight. Yeah, no, I thought it was. Yeah, I think you're right there. He did learn. He did learn some after a couple of sketchy times at the start. And yeah, in the end, like he still kept, I guess, you know, of course, that defensive structure was there that some would say Robbie Fowler sort of set up and didn't really mess around with it too much. But, you know, he, he at least got the attack working, which Robbie Fowler never worked out how to get working. So, um, yeah, he, he did a good job there, I think. Um, and, you know, found the best positions for most players and I know some good young players as well. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good season, I think, for him. And, you know, uh, he, he would have to do something very wrong, I think, not to get an extension next season. Um, so, yeah, for, for for me, uh, I think probably the uh, unfortunately, I think one of the the big mistakes he made uh, was actually going into the, our very last game of the season. Um, the, the game before, we didn't have Aldred, we didn't have Gillespie, um, and he he didn't continue with the hot hand uh, in terms of our defence. Um, he, he brought them back, you know, you know, most of the time you, you do tend to bring back in your experienced players for big games, but I just kind of felt that, um, you know, our, our defensive line was was quite strong in, in our final couple of games without them, um, without them there, and um, he probably should have given the youngsters uh, a, bit, a bit of a crack in that, uh, in that prelim final. I actually gave one vote uh, for the villain of the year to Tom Aldred, because he tried to come back on twice before he was ready. Um, he, he came on that Western Sydney game, it had to be subbed off for quite true, and then that, and he openly admitted himself, at least in that final game of the season, that he probably wasn't ready, and he was directly responsible for the two goals. So it's that's that's the reason why I gave him a vote there. Like so, And then I guess the coach didn't have... I guess you know he is his captain. You've got to believe it when a senior player tells you, oh, no, I'm ready to go, coach, I'm ready to go. But if he's already fooled you once as such... Um, Maybe I think he might have been slightly unlike in that Western City one, but yeah, he wasn't ready and we paid the price, I think, by not have starting true in that game. So yeah, that's, you know, more learning points and we'll see if he makes that same mistake down the track, I guess. Ben, you want anything on there or you you good? Yeah, no, I, I, I did pretty much uh, my thoughts summed up by, uh, you know, the comments there. Like, I just think it's, um, yeah, I think it's a good starting point. I think that... Uh, Obviously, he still had to deal with, you know, some holdovers and some attitudinal things from Fowler's reign. And um, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it very quickly um, became his team. And I think that, you know, as the season progressed, obviously, we saw a lot of his focus, like guys that he brought through, like Parsons, like Demi, like, you know, there, there was... 
much more of his stamp on the team by the second half of the year. And uh, I, I thought that was really, uh, I thought that was really encouraging for the most part. Like, you know, obviously there were some things that didn't quite go right, as Rick mentioned. But, um, yeah, I, d- I don't think anybody really, as we'll get to in the prediction envelopes, I don't think anybody really expected us to go any great shakes this year. And I think that it was a better first year of this than um, a lot of people expected, and myself included. Always good to surprise. Uh, so let's let's just we'll roll on with a bit of news, and then we might do the predictions and um, finish up with Dave's game. So players that are going to leave uh, that have been sort of confirmed, I think, since we last potted. So Macaulay Gillespie is confirmed leaving. He's going back home to Plymouth Argyle, and to uh, my personal reflection, I think he slightly checked out during the season. He's, I think, he made the decision maybe go back home, and uh, I, I think he checked out a little bit. So. Um, otherwise, sort of, um, Jordan Courtney Perkins is leaving off to Poland, I think. Is that where he was off to? That was the latest room where he's off to. Chance of playing in the Europe Europa League, I think, for that yeah. club. Um, so good luck to him. And he certainly showed enough while he's here. So uh, he was he was one that sort of had a bit of a win through the media about knocking a game. But that was just such a good, you know, like Kai Truman was already a youngster ahead of him doing well. So he was just struggled to get in. Anthony Burke-Gilroy's loan sort of got ended. Um, there was talk about Isaac Powell leaving us, but I'm not sure where that ended up with. Um, not sighted all season. Array uh, Abari, they're all saying. Um, Danny Kim did leave mid-season. Didn't see much of him. He's off to Geelong International. Geelong, sorry, International in uh, Singapore. Uh, Ricky Danzaki obviously was on loan from Consolidado Sapporo, so he's off back to there. I think he'd like to, but surely he'd probably be pretty unlikely he comes back. Dylan Wenzel Halls has been confirmed as going to Western United, so his contract was up, didn't renew, and has gone off to Western United for a lot more money. Joey C is, uh, was officially on line for Newcastle Jets, and um, they've got a new manager down there. He'll try his very hardest, I think, to convince him to to not leave again. Uh, Gold Gold Mabrado was released. Uh, was released. Um, Jai Ingham was released during the season as well. He went off to Ceres Negros um, over. Uh, sorry, United, me. United City Football Club. United City Football Club, which is just the most generic name. It's more generic than Western United, man. Fuck me. It is more generic than Western United. Um, yeah, they've just got... At least, at least Western gives some sort of indication of, like, location. United City Wanderers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and yeah, Scott McDonald obviously left to go um, start performing more regularly with Optus Sports. So, yes, uh, that's where we're at. Masato Kudo, I'm not sure if there was... Um, if We can't remember if any announcements we made about him, but he was only on a one-year deal, so presumably might be leaving as well. So that's where we are with the team. Uh, a lot of goals has left out of that, but we'll cover that a bit more when we get to sort of Angel Pearl reviews the next couple of shows. So stay tuned for them and keep checking your feeds. All right, uh, Brisbane Raw, we did win some awards at the end of season awards. So we won the Fair Play Award. Yay! Normal service. <laughs> Who doesn't live one in the Fair Play Award? So we won in the A-League and the W-League. So a nice little double there. Uh, for for the club, so that's nice. Um, Olympic teams, Joey C, uh, he's off to be in the New Zealand team for the uh, for the uh, Olympics, and I don't think we didn't have anyone in the in the uh, Australian men's team. There was a whole bunch of ex raw in the Matildas team, so I think it's about half, at least eight or nine ex Brisbane raw players <laughs> who were over there in uh, going to be over there for the Matildas. Ending also uh, thingy who's in the New Zealand team that played with us this season and scored those crackers from outside the box and I can't remember. Really 
<laughs> Libby Chance. Libby Chance, thank you. So good luck to them over there. Of course, that's in the next couple of weeks as well. I know the Raw, uh, the Raw Core, along with uh, them, are sort of playing a few watch-alongs for the Matildas game. So um, I'm sure all of them should be on free-to-air on Channel 7 and stuff as the uh, Major Olympics cover up. Uh, FFA Cup changes. Uh, they've obviously had to deal with COVID a bit. So we've sort of been stuck in a pool for the moment based with the other Queensland local teams and, and the NT team. So there's six of us. Uh, sort of grouped together and will be drawn sort of separately to play each other and they've done that across sort of other into four regions across uh also a change from the round of 32 the a-league teams will have to play away like they always have but when it comes to round of 16 onwards it's going to be at the home team i might have a question for you i don't know who wants to answer this but pen power are one of the clubs now if pen power draw us to play us at home where do you think they'll play the game Perry Park. <laughs> Rabina Stadium. The biggest stadium, yeah. yeah R- Rabina. Rabina. Oh, Rabina. The Gold Coast, yeah. Rabina. Jesus. Clive Berg got the I reckon we should test Nate's mic because he's been awful quiet and he doesn't seem to be working. So, Nate, where do you think? Clive Berg Stadium, please. Right, I think that's a pretty good indication. His mic's still not working. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, maybe I don't know. We can try that. Then try that. I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, the other teams in the pool are Lions FC as well. Edge Hill United are uh, from Cairns. Have um, won the Northern Queensland sort of regional qualifier, and the South uh, Gold Coast Knights are also in there as well. And then I can't remember the name of the NT team. Anyone remember it off the top of their heads? Nope. Yeah, it was a Darwin. The, bast- Darwin. the Bastards <laughs> FC. Kajarina or something, maybe. I think up in Darwin. So, uh, yeah, um, that w- the draw is happening next week as we record this. So maybe by this show might be already up, but maybe by the time this review shows out, you'll probably be able to go and jump and um, find out who we've got in the FA Cup. It'll be around before we know it. And all of a sudden, we'll be on to yet another season of the Rawcast. Um about the other thing that sort of cropped up and this one was a bit fun uh there was a tweet put out by anastasia palachet about nominations for who we should build a statue for at suncorp stadium and dave i know who you put forward you yeah put Matt forward? McKay. 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 arms out straight off the back of that part of Lou goal it's iconic iconic absolutely what what, what do you mean you didn't put up david Dobb? <laughs> that's the next one that's the next one you know yeah. the goal through the uh through the legs yeah, the goal through the legs and the and the one arm fist the one arm fist bump. So, yes, uh, it's uh, that was. Sort of, I know a lot of other fans are probably chucking up Thomas Broich, but come on, people, they're not going to put a German there. Like it's it's got to be a Queenslander. Like you, you've got to stay patriotic on these ones uh, here. And so Matt McKay fits a bill. And what the Raw Corps are just putting around? They're putting a bit of petition around uh, at the moment. Actually, it's Claire, it's I've Claire, it. Yeah, Claire Parkinghorn. So um, I think that's. Uh, very good shout as well. Um, you know, Captain Tin, you know, most seasons of, of the... Um, Matilda. Matilda. Like, how many... Won trophies with the Matildas. Captain of the local team. Um, you know, just absolute role model. Um, so, you know, fantastic person. She would make a great person as well. Not sure what the iconic image, but probably... It's the post-goal celebration. Yeah. It's the... Uh, yeah, arms yeah, out like it's, it's yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So that would also be a great shout as well. I could see Palaszczuk going for that one, to be honest. I just could. I could. Anyway, especially like Women's World Cup coming up, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, so lock in yeah. Cam Smith. 
<laughs> the Kev Smith one is already made, seriously. <laughs> is it actually hanging? I don't know. If he's not there already, it's already made. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's coming. But let's have a look at our... I'll hand it over to you, Dave. All right. Now, we'll just quickly wrap up the tipping, although last time we did a show, we did kind of find out the winner. As the overall result, so with the grand final now played in seventh place with 76 points is Yoshiba. Congratulations, Yoshiba, on your seventh place finish. Whoa. Out of seven. Well done. Uh, in sixth, with 93 points, is last year's winner, Danny Butts. Congratulations, Danny. Uh, Yay. Well done. And, he, and he's walked out. So. He's, he's walked away. He's done. <laughs> Second second season syndrome strikes. <laughs> back, back to the where I should be. That's right. Uh, in uh, what was it? Fifth place, one point ahead of Dan on ninety four was Ben. He'll be, he'll be relegated to the yellow fever podcast soon. <laughs> oh, wow, there's no relegation in this that. podcast, mate. There's only promotion. Yeah. There's only promotion. Close, this is a close job, all right? No, no program right. here for the broadcast uh, tipping. That's right. <laughs> in fourth place, smack bang in the middle of the standings, Pricey on 100 points, raised the bat. Uh, congratulations there, Pricey. It was not the last game that you raised the bat on. You only got you got that with Sydney beat Adelaide, but mm. but 100. Well done. Uh, in third place on 101 was myself. Uh, so I get bronze again. Top three, not fucking first. You like the Wanderers, mate? Always the Bridesmen. Oh, mate. I did a Hall of Fame for this as well, and I have fucking finished three or, third or second every fucking year, and it's shitting me off. <laughs> <laughs> second Stop place. the with, with what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> second place on a... I can hear you, mate. You're right. Sorry. You're right. Uh, on 105 is Rick. Congratulations, Rick, on second place. First in the broadcast, though. First in the broadcast, that's hey. all that is. Uh, but first place, first place with 111, going on a mad streak at the very end there where the listeners on 111. Congratulations to everyone that voted. That is your second title uh, in broadcast tipping, the only group to have won two tipping contests. No, mate, you won one. Okay, my bad. Yeah, round of applause for the listeners. Mate. Oh, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, well done to Kara and all those Russian bots. <laughs> Especially, you know what? That shits me off. I put out a tweet deliberately antagonising Newcastle Jets fans to voting in that game against Melbourne City to try and get the Newcastle Jets vote up. Fuck that backfired. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, okay, all right, Dave. I know it goes off topic away from the broadcast, but if you really want to fuck up the the tipping in any way. Just put it on a Leeds United platform and you will have literally 500,000 people tipping on the tip, just saying. <laughs> yeah, probably. But they'll fucking manage to get it right, too. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That just reminds me of all the times that Fowler won Manager of the Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notice how they didn't do a fan vote for, uh, for Manager of the Month this season? I wonder why. Yeah, shocked. Stunned. Yeah, shocked. Yeah. Could have been what, oh, Carl Robinson from why. all the... Overseas votes, so <laughs> no, Patrick is normal. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, get that Leeds platform behind Caddy's yeah. face. He's normal. He did deserve it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stage is probably a little bit jipped, but yeah, fair enough. Um, in terms of the predictions for the year, now we didn't put this out to the to the listeners this year just purely because of 
laziness, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we did do it amongst ourselves and we did have... Because uh, normally we would sit down, we'd read these out amongst each other, we'd mark each other's things. We don't really have the capable facilities to be able to do that remotely. So I've done this, I've pre-done this, so let's go through some of the predictions, of course. The latter prediction, Melbourne City was first in reality. Sydney City was uh, Sydney FC was second. Um, everyone but Pricey got that. Those first two, one and two in the exact order. Pricey tipped the other way around. <coughs> so, <laughs> Come on. Sorry there, Pricey. Just like the player um, of the season, apparently I'm just out of sync. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No one backed Central Coast to come third. No one backed <laughs> Brisbane to come fourth. So third and fourth completely wiped out. But Pricey, you'll be happy to know you tipped Adelaide to come in fifth. So you got the you you did get one in the top six there. No one backed MacArthur to come sixth, um, or Wellington to come seventh, or Western Sydney to come eighth. So those three spots completely blank. Right. Um, ben and Rick managed to get Perth Glory in ninth. Um, no one picked Western United in tenth, um, but Ben did. Ben and Dan did tip Newcastle to come eleventh. Um, on the final day there. Surprisingly, no one backed Victory to come last. <laughs> Shock. Did, did, did I have Victory and Newcastle around the wrong way in terms of last and second last? Uh, you had Newcastle last, and you had Melbourne Victory in seventh. Oh, okay. <laughs> where, where, so, yeah. hey, 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 uh, hey, Dave, can you just, uh, for, yeah. for, just to embarrass me, can you tell me where I put Melbourne Victory? Third. Don't <laughs> worry. Right. I also I also put them third. Dave, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask an even better question because I have a very sneaking sure. feeling about this. I, I could bet bet against the answer. Do you have the ability to tell where I put Melbourne City? Because I think I didn't. Yeah, I do. You didn't tip anything. <laughs> That's, yeah, because I went I, I went, I went back into the chat where I would have put it and. I, re I realised I didn't do this because I had the first thing I saw was after this season was uh, villain and uh, player of the year for last season. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, this is all excluding Nate, unfortunately, because he did not do any of these. So, um, Nate, Nate, Nate tipped all the away teams for the ladder this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that would have worked. Yeah. Is it yeah. like reverse alphabetical or something on the ladder? Like, did he tip Wellington and Western United to finish top and Western Sydney? <laughs> Central Coast, the nearest. Who tips Central Coast? That's an excellent question. That would have been. Uh, there we go. Ben tipped him to finish tenth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tip. Who got closest on Brisbane? Uh, the closest on Brisbane uh, was me. myself and Dan. We tipped him as fifth. It was so not me. I tipped him to finish last. You you did. I got an um, the winner of the A League, the winner of the A League, uh, myself, Rick, and Dan all tipped Melbourne City. Um, ben tipped the victory um, of the A League Grand Final. That is, um, Price, you did tip Sydney. Yeah, I'm um, close geographically. Yeah, you were close because you picked the right city. Well done. Um, <laughs> A League top goal scorer. Um, everyone backed Jamie McLaren except for Ben, who picked Rudy Justeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> team with most <laughs> team with most goals. Everyone backed Melbourne City. So Dave, except for Ben, say, who tipped Melbourne victory. Dave, can I just Dave? Can I just say Ben would have had a better chance backing fucking Nigel Bugard as the top goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in Ben's defence, on paper. 
If you didn't know anything else, it looks good at victory. Hey, hey, <laughs> just just ease their golden boot, right? Equal <laughs> golden boot. With Elvis Camp Sober. So... <laughs> With on two, was it? While we're on a slight tangent here, it is incredible to me that Robbie Cruz won the victory medal. It, it, yeah. it is absolutely Wait, you're, ki- you're kidding. I don't know if it's more about the rest of the team. True. He really, wa- he really <laughs> won it. Sorry, just, just he won their player of the year. Yes, he won their player of the year. Um, now we're just talking about the A League goals. This is the season only. Uh, now, as a reference for last year, four hundred and twenty-four. Uh, we worked on a basis, and we discussed this pre-show uh, with Pricey and Dan. Um, if you're within ten, you get a point. If you're within five, you get two points. If you're getting bang on the money, you get three points. No one got bang on the money. No one was in within five, but there were four of us within ten. Um, the number was 457. Um, Pricey and myself both tipped 467. Or bang on 10. Uh, ben, you got 451. And uh, Rick, you got 460. Um, not to be added up, Dan wasn't too far off, 479. So, yeah, it's not a sh- terrible. Everyone was in a fairly good sort of range there. Little A-League cards. Last year, 543. We're using the same parameters within 10, within 5 and exact. The total number was 661. No one got anywhere near it. Um, everyone thought we were good boys, and we're going to be less than 600, pe- 600 cards across the board. So, except for myself, I said 602. So, no one got anything there. No one there. No one there. Yeah, it went up 120-odd cards in the year. Mm. So, um, The team with the most cards um, was Adelaide and Melbourne Victory, both of 67. Dan, you tipped Adelaide. The one, the only one that got a point there. Um, play with the most cards. That was ten between Victor Sanchez and Graham Dorans. Um, no one tipped either of those. Sarah, Sarah. Uh, the first coach to leave will be fired. Uh, everyone kind of had uh, so a nice little collection of, of of options here. Pricey, you tipped Craig Deans for Newcastle. I backed Mark Rudin because I didn't think his USB would last that long. Um, ben, you picked Alan Stajic for effort. Um, Richard Garcia for Rick. Carl Viet for Adelaide. The right person, of course, is Grant Brebner. No one got any points there. Um, going to the Brisbane-specific stuff, he scored 29 goals last year. The right answer was 36. Kind of narrowed the field down a little bit here. Within five, you get a point. Within three, two points. Exactly, you get three. Um, we had four of us within two. Uh, sorry, within three uh, three goals. Um, us here and myself both tipped 35. Um, as did Rick, 35 as well. And Dan, which is the other side of 36, he's on 37. Ben, you thought we were going to score 25 goals this year. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, kind, that kind of was consistent with my uh, ladder position, to be did, fair. Yeah, you did tip us last. That's fair enough. Um, Have a look. How many top... did Victory score as the Wooden Spooners? 17. No, Five 31, more. sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> Even more, there, right? more than 25. Um, Brisbane's top goal scorer. Name only we wanted here. Um, of course, the answer was Riku Danzaki. He got nine. Um, myself, uh, sorry, uh, James, uh, Rick and Dan all tipped Kudo. Ben tipped Japanese striker guy. That was his he answer, got Japanese it. striker guy. He got it. I got no. it. Bullshit. That, no. That was Kudo. <laughs> you are not <laughs> taking Riku Danzaki for that. You are not getting that. You are not getting that. <laughs> you said want a Kudo. He did not want. Ricky wasn't no, said, attacking midfield at the start of the season. He was not the start. Half a point. Half a point. 
Absolutely. I said Scott, no, fuck off. And I said <laughs> Scott McDonald. Um, technically, I picked the striker with the most goals out of all of us. Did you all tip two? You got one. I don't get the point. No one gets a point for that. Um, total number of Brisbane Raw cards. The total number was 41. And again, we used five for a point. Within five for a point. Within three for two points, exactly. Three points. Um, ben thought we were going to get slugged and got 61 cards. We did not. Um, Rick and Dan, 50 and 54. <laughs> just outside of the marks there. James, uh, Pricey, you got 38. You were within three. Actually, you were within three. I should probably give you the extra point. I only gave you one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well Dan. done to you. <laughs> Well done to you. I tipped 40. I was also within the three, so that was quite uh, quite a reasonable get there. Um, and we'll come to the random event shortly because there needs to be discussion on that. Uh, average crowd. Now, the average crowd we're going to go within, we worked out it was going to be about 10%. So about within 600, one point, within 300 for two. If you can get it exact, fuck, I'd give you 10 points. But <laughs> 6181 was the total. The, uh, based on Ultimate A League website, the within uh, within 600 was pricey. You were six eight seven four. You were within by around about seven people. Oh, you get a point. Uh, I was six five seven eight, so I get a point. Um, ben, you tipped four eight five four. Earlier, you said that you thought our crowds uh, were probably lower than what you thought. Um, you thought we were going to average less than five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, this is once again consistent with tailing off as it uh, as we finish wooden spooners. So, um, yeah. Rick was the most optimistic. He labelled us seven thousand on the money. Unfortunately, it's just outside that six hundred realm. Um, Dan, you're within three hundred, mate. You got six three four five. Um, that was about uh, was less than two hundred difference. So, two points for you, my friend. Now. I won't reveal the scores. I'm going to let you guys discuss the random event, determine what happens here. There is one that I'm going to award the point of straight off the back, and that's Rick's. He said there would be at least one game played in New Zealand. There was. Yes. Gets <laughs> <laughs> the point. Devil's advocate, is it random enough for the random yes. event? Yeah. Yes. Yes, because start of the yeah. year, there was no Trans-Tasman bubble. Yeah, no, fair yeah. Look, Wellington was scheduled to play everything in Australia. So look, there, there was a it. there was a point where we didn't even know if Wellington would be a fucking club right now. Yeah. That's true. This is true. So one game being played in New Zealand without a club being there would be incredible. Um, <laughs> Quite the event, really. <laughs> I'm going to read out these these uh, events. I'm not going to say who did what, but I'm going to let you guys advise what you think the uh, result was. Um, I don't think this happened, but I'll let you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Two players getting red cards for fighting. Don't think that happened, did it? No, not immediately comes to mind. Okay, there will be a second pandemic which cancels the season. (laughs) No, the season finished. Season coming and cancelled. Is it finished? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Um, clubs realise running in A League is pretty hard and hand back control to the FA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it didn't quite happen. That's a good one. That's a great one, though. Uh, the last one is a lengthy one. A League rejects a renewal offer from Fox to go it alone with their own streaming platform. This platform has not just next season's games, but the whole back catalogue of A League and FFA Cup matches of years gone by, with a view to catalogue NSL matches and MPL matches of the past, creating a single sports-wide hub. I mean, they didn't go it themselves, so I wouldn't give it the point. But Paramount has got everything. 
and presumably when Paramount Plus launches, we will hopefully see the back catalogue, I guess. Well, that'll be the interesting thing to see what... I'd, I'd, I'd probably say half a point. <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah, half, half a point. I mean, the facts were get rid of Fox, combine everything, go it alone. Probably two out of three. Yeah, half. Yeah, Pete. Half a point. Definitely. Okay, half a point. All right, so the results are in then, ladies and gentlemen. That one half a point, your winner, oh. your winner of this year's predictions is me. On 11 oh, and a half hey. points. Thank <laughs> you very I much. I don't want that half point. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, kill the half point. Kill the half ironically point. The pers- one of the people that said to give me the half point came second. At Stan Butts, you're on 11 points. <laughs> uh, I, I, I argue for me to get a half a point for Japanese striker guy. Fine, have your fucking half point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going ra- to I... raise a motion for an external review of this process. So. <laughs> I gave no names. I'll let you guys decide. Um, third place was Rick. You got 10. So you were pretty close in the mark, too. Pricey, you're on nine. You did well to come back from not getting the top two. And yeah. Ben, you're on five and a half with your half a fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> I needed all the points I could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good news for you is. Nate still came last with nothing because he didn't tip anything. So yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be to be fair, if I was, I was going to pop up and just say, just, actually, sorry, you can't hear me right now. Okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, listeners, yeah. you'll you'll know as this uh, podcast has gone on that uh, you'll get used to me saying things like Nate check five ten. Um, I was going to say uh, as a random thing that uh, my prediction of a season would be uh, that uh, someone doesn't uh, tip the uh, the tipping and and the the comps, but I, 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 I love it. No, it doesn't count. No, look, that that sums up the season. Zero points. But maybe that will, but maybe Radio. that will change possibly in a few moments. You never know. Well, you know, we got last. <clears throat> the best way to round up a a final end of season show before the player reviews, anyway. Stay's game. Hit the music. Dave, you game, and Dave, you game, yeah. Now, of course, as the current champion is Dan, uh, after defeating Ben in the previous episode, uh, if you didn't listen, Pricey, you didn't obviously didn't listen with that face. I can tell, um, but it doesn't matter. Dan's got to he's got to defend the title. Everyone's and everyone's in. So it's Dan versus everyone. Um, you could go from the bottom seed. Right. To the top seed, much like Dan did when he beat Ben. This one, of course, is a big, nice, big t- topic. Plenty of answers to go through. I think there's 68 answers. This is every team that Brisbane Roar has played A League, ACL, FFA Cup, pre season games, according to Wikipedia. Now, there are invitational 11s, which I've included in there. So. If you can recall an Invitational 11, feel free to nominate that. But there are 68 teams all together. Uh, as Dan is the champion, well, actually, Dan's the champion. He, he can go last. He's the, you know, the yeah, challengers yeah. go first. So <laughs> I'm just going to go according to what's on my screen. <clears throat> I see you're first on my screen. Give me a team that Brisbane Raw has played over their history. Uh, ooh, um, oh, crap. Um, shit. Um, oh, oh. Sydney FC, have we played then? We have. Rick. Adelaide. Correct. Eight. Just, just before I give my actual answer, I was really hoping that uh, Pricey would have said something else as the joke there, but uh, I will uh, br- I will break this uh, duck uh, of what's happening right here. 
Super Sport United. Oh, he's gone. Correct. He's gone in the gone into the random one straight off the bat. Well done. Uh, this will be Ben. The Ipswich Invitational Eleven. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hey, 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 Ben, I can't, I can't, I can't see you, mate. You, you are still with us. It's yeah. Ben is Ben is still there. there. Okay. I, I, I'm uh... Dan. Yeah. yeah, just camera on, mate. Camera, camera on. So, you, so you can't see him cheating, checking up with Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. um, can I go west of Sydney Wanderers? May, Prasi. Central Coast Mariners. Correct. Rick. Newcastle. Correct. Shit, I didn't put Newcastle on my list, but they're definitely there. Um, <laughs> wow, he's making it up wow. as he goes. I don't know, I don't put them there. 69 teams, guys. Nice. Um, <laughs> Nate. Dave, you, you fail at your own game. You, you really, you really should have put a different team there to leave out of the A-League. Um, uh, Everton FC. We have played Everton FC, correct. What was that, Ben? New Zealand Knights. New Zealand Knights is correct. Didn't forget them, but I forgot Newcastle. How about that? Um, Dan. Uh, Wellington Phoenix. Wellington Phoenix. Now, just at the end of this round, I'm just going to point out, if you because there's so many of us here, if you get one wrong, you're out. Right, we're not going to go, everyone has to get one right to get you out. No, you're out. Again, okay, we just keep going. Pricey. Uh, we haven't said in the uh, Liverpool. We have played Liverpool. Remember saying forty things about them, Rick. <laughs> North Queensland Fury. North Queensland Fury is correct. Nate. Sterling Lions. One FFA Cup game that we didn't play elsewhere. Correct. Oh, sorry, Ben. Celtic. Celtic is correct. Dan. Gold Coast United. Gold Coast United is correct. Pricey. Uh, Macarthur. Macarthur is correct. Rick. Perth. Both is correct. Nate. North Queensland Fury. It's already been said. Okay. Um, Melbourne Heart. After this round, any double ups will get you knocked out, by Melbourne, the way. After this round. Melbourne Heart. Uh, do you want to give the current name for that one, please? Mel- Melbourne <laughs> City Heart slash Moneybags. Yeah. I will take Melbourne City. Thank you. Ben. Uh, the Mackay or Whit Sundays Invitational 11. I should have put this bloody list in a bloody alphabetical order. Um, I know because we played them this preseason. So. An invitational level, or was it just Mackay with Sunday's Magpies Crusaders? No, no, it wasn't. It was are an invitation. I was a Magpie. Yeah. No, you go there. Are you sure? I'm sure. Well, here we you're go. Sure, sure. Sure. Are you sure you're sure? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I think you might be wrong. To be sure, to be sure. Let me double check it. You're saying this season we played an invitational side. Yes, when we were doing our pre-season camp in Mackay, we played a... We played Magpies Crusaders United, not the Invitational side. No, we definitely played an Invitational side. I'm based, I told you I'm based on Wikipedia. Wikipedia's telling me we played Magpies Crusaders United, which has sadly given an answer to the next person. But it does mean you're out, Ben. I'm sorry. Well, well there you go. I'm sorry. Um, next person, Dan. I'm taking Magpie Crusaders. My gut instinct is you might be right, Ben, but yeah, I can't. I couldn't confirm it for you. But yeah, yeah I, 
I'll give you a list later, but it's not. Yeah, it's not that one. Um, remember, any double ups? You're out going forward from here as well. So no double ups, please. Um, that means anything that's already been said. Prasi. Western United. Correct. Rick. Victory. Correct. And that completes the A-League size, ladies and gentlemen. Nate. <laughs> Peninsula Power. You have played Pen Power. M. Saras. Negress. Saras Negress. Correct. Prasi. Uh, Lions FC. Yeah, I played Lions FC, if I recall. Let me just double check. My right, list. Yes, there we go. Vintage Cup. Definitely been there, so I know that happened. Yeah, yeah. Rick. <laughs> Uruwa. Uruwa. Uh, we have absolutely played. I know you were there, as was I. Eight. Having a whale of a time. <laughs> I, I apologise for the mispronunciation. I always get the second bit wrong, but Shanghai Shen, Shenghua. On for me, mate. That's happy. I'm happy with that. Damn it, that was mine. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> Need an answer from you. Uh, do we, is it Global FC? We play Global? Correct. We have played Global FC. Brandon Barrow scored a hatful that night. Uh, oh, uh, let's go for Ulsan Hyundai. Ulsan Hyundai is correct, Rick. FC Tokyo. I was wondering when that was coming out. Well done. <laughs> Nate. Right. I knew I should take it. Right, I'm, I'm going really big or going home here. Gladstone Invitational 11. Correct. And... I believe that might have been potentially what could have been um, confusing Ben earlier with the Mackay with Sundays Magpies. Possibly, but Mackay and with Sundays are further north, as we all know. But it's all good. As a person who grew up in Gladstone, yes, I can confirm Gladstone is <laughs> Mackay. Speaking of Dan, Dan, uh, your turn. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done, so I'm going to go with uh, Yokohama. No. no. Yokohama, you say, is not correct. The title shall be changing hands today. <laughs> it is now Pricey, Rick, and Nate. Pricey, it's on you. Beijing Aguan. Correct. Rick. Kashima. Kashima, yes, correct. We have played them. It's fucking cold that night out there. <laughs> yep. Western Pride. Uh, Western Pride. Sorry, I just have to go through my list. Correct. We have played them. The little strategy here. Top of you going for ACL, one of you going for local. It's nice. Pricey, what do you think? Um, yeah, I will go for Muang Thong United in Thailand. Muang Thong, Tong Tong Tong. Rick? Uh, I'm running out now. There'll um, be two more ACL sides, just so you know. One we're not allowed to talk about on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of them. I just can't. If you say the name, you're instantly off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the team whose name, who, you know, <laughs> I can picture the game, you know. Yeah, we're, yeah. <sighs> we're at, we think uh, outside of that then. But, uh, Who else could we have played? I stand the podcast if I can name the stadium where we played them, but not the team name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know where we played them because I was there and we ended up going and standing with their supporters for the last 20 minutes because, you know, it was just a lot more fun than being with all the sad 
people. Um, yeah, they're uh, a different one than I am. That's okay, though. Yeah. The price is thinking of a different one. Maybe think, of, maybe think more locally, uh, then. I'll, I'll go with Redlands. Redlands, yes, we have played yeah. Redlands. Nate. Yeah. Eastern Suburbs. We have played Eastern Suburbs. Pricey. Buran at the Thundercastle. Thundercastle. Buran. We have one more ACL team left, and then it's all season friendly. He's Rick. Um, uh, Thundercastle. We played, we played Capalaba. Uh, have we played Capalaba? I'm just double checking. Not sure we have. We have not played Capalaba. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Your route is now between Nate and Pricey Nate. Eventually. Uh, Olympic FC. We have played Olympic. Pricey. Sue on Blue Wings. And there's all your ACL games. We're now playing local teams only, it seems. Nate. Uh, Brisbane City. We have played Brisbane City. They're one of the first ones on the list here. Pricey. Football Brisbane Invitational 11. Try and work out which one's the one that applies. You yeah, know, we've got Brisbane Invitational 11. That's right. That's right. Football yeah, Brisbane. Eight. Uh, uh, Gold Coast N- NPL 11. Or around that area. A Gold Coast, yeah. A Gold Coast Representative 11 All Stars. Yep, that's fine. I see. Rochdale. We have played Rochdale. Eight. Sunshine Coast Fire. We have played Sunshine Coast Fire. I see. Um, there are some of the other NPL teams left that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, we would have played Gold Coast Knights. Yes, more recently we have played Gold Coast Knights. Just bear with me. I, I, I know that it will eventually... You're looking it up, are you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, thinking, thinking quite hard back to prior memories. Uh, prior memories. Yeah. They're my favourite. Favorite type of memory. Oh, come on, it's a bit of time on it. Uh, it's it's nearly on. there. Come on, what the, the hell is it? Um, Internet's really slow. Slowing up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put a timer on this. This is for the title. Remember? Oh, please no. It's coming. It, where? God damn it! What? Where are they? All right. Look, I'm gonna go big or go home here. Logan Lightning. Correct. <laughs> Pricey. Uh, Brisbane Strikers. We have sure Correct. played this pre-season. <laughs> sure shit did. Nate, can I just... get that internet cranking again. Get the hamsters on the wheels. Can I just... Start pedalling your bike. Can I just say, how the hell did fucking Brisbane Strikers get left until now? That, 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 I mean, the, we, we took... You didn't say them? No, I, 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 <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just as bad. But it's like Stadium Telefonica gets mentioned so bloody regularly. Ah, uh, do do do. Stop stalling. <laughs> Stop stalling. I'm not stalling. I'm thinking. Still 22 answers left. That's a lot of teams. Wow. So you better fucking work one out. <laughs> Done all right on the invitationals. I, I'd almost want to know. I'm almost. I don't want. You don't have time, but I almost want to know how many invitationals are left. But I don't. I, I'm not. I'm asking. Not asking. That might give you some. In, that might give you some information that Pricey wouldn't be privy to. No, beforehand, so I don't think I can say that. No, I feel for, I feel for Pricey having to edit this uh, much blank space no, out. I, no, um, Southwest Queensland Thunder. 
South West Queensland Thunder. Let me have a quick squiz. South West Queensland Thunder. I think I might be wrong. It's not on the list. Pricey, congratulations. You are the new champion of Dave's game. It's in. Well done there. Well done. I won't go through the whole list. I was struggling. I'm going to give you a couple of key ones that um, you may remember, but you may not as well. Um, Solomon Islands. Played them in 2007. Um, Japanese uh, University what? 11. Oh, the Japanese University. Yeah, yeah. At least oh. we forget where we destroyed them in the Translink Cup when they <laughs> said earlier, and I completely forgot about them. <laughs> um, we had uh, Villarreal, who came here on the source. Oh, they were smashed. Um, a Chinese under-23 side. Australian under-20 side. Um, and, of course... The standard MPL Queensland All Stars teams that you get every year. So, um, but yeah, well done, Pricey. This game champion. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a long season. It's taken me a lot of uh, work to get here. I'm just really proud of the boys. Uh, we've just been taking it one week at a time, and uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of it's been a lot of hard misses in this game during the season. You've done a lot of work to try and get to where you are, man. You've You've stumbled and fallen more times than not, but I know. Finally, lift the belt. Finally, lift the belt. Well done, can I just say? Can just I just say though? Thank you, Dave, for all the uh, the dames, dames, Dave's games this season. Because uh, that one there, because that one there actually was was quite a humdinger uh, towards the end. There, I like that one. No worries, no worries, guys. Thanks, more than happy. Right. That should be it. Round the show up. Yeah, let's run it. The show's already gone way too long as it is. But, you know, what would be a rawcast if we didn't go for super long? Uh, of course, you can find us at facebook.com slash therawcast or at therawcast on Twitter. We might be a little bit quiet over the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll probably chuck something out about what happens with FFA Cup before we get around to reviewing that. Uh, of course, anchor.fm slash therawcast is where these are all uploaded to, but you should be able to find us on any good podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, we're there, you can find us and uh, hit subscribe. And uh, yeah, and uh, just thank you after all listeners for the season for tuning in and, uh, and giving us, uh, you know, to submitting your tips and all that sort of good stuff and any feedback and commenting on posts and all that. So, um, yeah, and if anyone has any contacts at Paramount Plus, look, I'm happy for their people to talk to our people, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we are available for discussions. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we go for the low, low price of just gives the subscription to Paramount Plus. Give <laughs> me some donuts because I don't think Nate's gonna. No, I, I wonder hey. if they're gonna institute the. Um, wonder if the, they're gonna institute the fan commentary, uh, like you know, some other. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think we'd be uh, we'd be a good uh, alternate commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the the red button style thing <laughs> where you just have the the local commentary, broadcast commentating on Brisbane games. Yeah, excellent. I haven't heard uh, that happening for a while, but just uh, just us chanting "fuck Sydney" when we play Sydney. <laughs> I, we would get a lot of some of the Melbourne victory games this season with with the locals uh, commentating that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, get for fuck's sake around bloody the victory. Just games gonna, just season. gonna just gonna put it out there since we're talking about this type of platform doing doing the fan commentary. Can you imagine what it would have been like if uh, that had been uh, put on top of the? Uh, the uh, ACL uh, feed for the uh, ACL game where we basically just chanted uh, sexual transmitted diseases the whole way through. That'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope Paramount doesn't find any evidence of that. 
<laughs> and on that, it wasn't lovely. recorded. It was at the game. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it, it, oh, actually, I don't know if they had the back catalog for that stuff, so we shall find out. Anyway, that will do us. Thank you very much, Mr. Danny Butts. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around. And Mr. Rick Evans, thank you. Thank you. Mr. Benny Clark, thank you. Good, sir. Thanking you. And Mr. Yoshiba, the photocopier. Thanks for listening to me for the second half. Thanks for ignoring me on the first half. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, 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 I was leaving the best for last, you bloody flog. And thank you to the man that does so much for this football podcast, Mr. Dave Stewart. Thank you, mate. And to throw it back, thank you to you, good sir, Pricey, for uh, being the hostess with the mostest. Um, You do an excellent job every single time, sir. Thank you. All about to us. We've still got a couple of uh, player review shows coming up, so check them out in your feed as well. So uh, they should be up over the next week or two as well. And uh, they'll be shorter, more bite-sized things. So uh, other than that, adios. See you later. will only be an hour long. Bye. <laughs> two <laughs> Bye. Toodles. Love you. <laughs>